Hello, and welcome to the third episode of DeaconCast. I am your host, Deacon Bill O'Donnell of the uh, Diocese of Grand Island, Nebraska. Today, I want to depart from uh, the things that I would normally be speaking about because I just finished reading a very interesting document. It's called The Deacon, Icon of Jesus Christ the Servant, Pastoral Letter of the Bishop of Marquette, the Most Reverend Alexander K. Sample. And as an ordained permanent deacon, I appreciate Bishop Sample's sincere and thoughtful discernment of the role of the deacon within his diocese. I have heard some concerns and worries from my brother deacons uh, that uh, this document might have an effect on their ministry. Well, first of all, this document is only binding in the Diocese of Marquette. Bishops have the authority to form his clergy as they see fit. Having said this, I would like to say that the document really does a great job of identifying the basic essence of the permanent diaconate. My personal opinion is that I hope many of our bishops might use this document as a springboard for renewal of their current programs. Here's why I say this. The formation of permanent deacons in the United States seems to me to be all over the map. Some require an advanced degree, some use a semi seminary model for formation, and others meet at various times and places and frequencies. Uh, Some require that a married aspirant's wife fully and actively participate in the formation process. Some encourage, but do not mandate, that the spouse participates. Some do not welcome the spouse. And there might be some very practical reasons for all of these approaches. I simply use this as an example to further illustrate the variance in methodologies of forming deacons. Now, these methodologies of disseminating the training range from the didactic approach to recorded, streamed, and long-distance learning strategies. How information is transmitted, in my opinion, doesn't really matter. But the content, the content is vital. It is here where diaconate formation programs can differ radically. Now, it is true that that can be said of some seminaries and other institutions of higher learning. But since most programs are forming men who are usually only able to devote a fraction of their time to the process, since they have responsibilities to their families and their employer, uh, what is transmitted becomes very important. Now, that isn't to say that the church isn't ordaining excellent deacons. She absolutely is. What I am saying is that until there is some sort of standardization in formation, the diaconate will continue to struggle for acceptance by the Presbyteriate as well as a handful of the Episcopi. It's good to remember that the reestablishment of the order of permanent deacon is still very much in its infancy. It was reestablished only 44 years ago and when you think about it that's just a blip in the history of Christ's Church. But we are already seeing that there, are, that there needs to be a better way of forming the best deacon possible. 
some models and methodologies have run their course and could benefit from a change so long as it is functional and fruitful and change not just for the sake of change itself. It is my hope that our nation's bishops can utilize what they find useful in this document and bring us closer to a standard of formation. Remember, listeners, to pray for our bishops. They have a tough, tough job. Pray for our priests, and especially pastors, as they struggle with many things that we can't even imagine. And pray also for your deacons, as theirs is a delicately balanced life. When we come back, uh, I'd like to speak a little bit about something that's kind of exciting going on here in our diocese. I'm with 
welcome back to the third episode of DeaconCast. I had said something before the break that uh, there were some exciting things going on here in the Grand Island Diocese, and I want to pick up on two of those. Uh, the first being that just this last Monday, which was the 19th, sorry, the 18th of uh, July in 2011, we began in this diocese uh, being able to pick up uh, a Catholic radio station. Uh, it is uh, the radio station that has been coming out of Omaha for, oh goodness, uh, close to 10 years, I think. Uh, and it's well established and well run, and uh, it gets a lot of its material from EWTN. But we've just been able to come up with the funds to pick that broadcast up here, and it will, at this point, I believe, it's reaching all the way to Lexington. Um, its call letters are uh, Spirit Radio, and it's on 91.5 on your FM dial. And you can pick this up as a, a stream on your computer uh, at kvss.com. That's kvenesanctuspiritus.com. Uh, uh, take a moment to check that out. Now, the second thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, just briefly, is that Planned Parenthood is trying to encroach into the diocese here. They've been uh, unable to do so in the past, uh, but they're making a very strong, concerted effort to uh, come into Grand Island and possibly even Kearney, where I live. So, please... Uh, in your prayers, remember that for us. Um, the next time we meet, we'll be picking back up with some topics about the Mass, uh, the beauty of the Mass as, as we know it now, um, in a, a way to help us prepare for the coming of the new Roman Missal uh, at the beginning of Advent. So uh, join us again next week at the DeaconCast. And please, tell your friends about us. Uh, subscribe. Pass that on to people. Uh, and may God bless and peace be with you.